there. Jill Billings on with me right now. Jill, this is some rockin' music for you to come on. It's too early for this music, I think. <laughs> well, that's a great way to wake up, huh? Yeah, I don't I don't control what, what song plays. But Jill is the 95th Assembly Rep, 95th District, 95th Assembly District uh, in the state legislature. All right, so we've got Governor Evers. I call it making it rain. He's going to give $150 checks to everybody. He's going to do that individually, like like at a strip club, I think. And uh, we also have some fentanyl legislation that you were part of that I that I wanted to get into. And then I wanted to get into what I call trolling legislation, where Republicans sign, you know, goes through the assembly, goes through the Senate, total party line vote. And nobody on either side agrees on it, and then the governor vetoes it, and and, and everybody knows the governor's going to veto it, but we still do it anyway. Which one of those do you want to tackle first? Um, let's well, let's talk about the uh, fentanyl legislation since that has a, a real uh, local. Well, all of it has local impact, but the fentanyl legislation was was uh, requested by our local law enforcement. Okay. So yeah. The, start the, with that one. Yeah, the lacrosse police uh, asked. You know, what is it? We wanna we wanna go after the people who are selling drugs with fentanyl in it, or selling fentanyl, or how does that work? Well, um, so fentanyl is an incredibly powerful drug. Um, I've I've heard stories from law enforcement about them having to what even their dogs drug sniffing dogs who have um, gone through cars or other areas and have have um, hit on fentanyl, um, the dogs can actually overdose from just sniffing and ingesting it, and they've had to use Narcan on their, on their dogs. Um, it's, uh, uh, this is a, um, a drug that has been um, on the rise in our community and throughout Wisconsin and actually most of the United States. Yeah, I think, I think um, in lacrosse. It, think... it can be ground down and, and pressed into it so it looks like another pill. When it's um, when it's fentanyl, it could look like it's something else. Um, it can be used to lace drugs. Um, some drug dealers use it to lace drugs to get that high. It's a cheaper um, drug often than other drugs, um, but it can cause an incredible high, and so people overdose. I mean, it's just it's too much, and so and there's a lot. There was a lot. Of, we're seeing a lot of it, and. So law enforcement, um, two investigators, um, Tolstead and Mancuso, contacted me and said, you know, when we find someone who's dealing fentanyl, um, we can't charge them as much as if they're dealing heroin and other drugs. Um, so, you know, can you do something about increasing the penalty for uh, dealing fentanyl, manufacturing, distributing fentanyl? And so I said, yeah, I'll look into it. And um looked into it and contacted some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, um, some champions that would help me get this through. Senator Wongard is the author in the Senate. And um, after we had some really good hearings, the investigators came up to testify on one of them. And we've had, a, we had other law enforcement testify. And um, so this bill actually passed through committee, got on the calendar and passed uh, this past week. So, it just adds to the you know, 30 pieces of legislation that I've been, it's over 30 pieces of legislation that I've um, been part of or helped usher through the legislature to address our opioid crisis. You know, and it, and it ranges from, um, from legislation that helps with prevention, that helps with treatment, 
um, some legislation for more uh, drug enforcement officers, uh, DEA um, agents. Um, so this is just another piece of that um, long string of legislation to address our crisis. You're and, not you're not defunding the police, Jill. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, okay. I'm not defunding the police. When it when it comes um, to when it comes to fentanyl, yeah. I think in La Crosse County we've had more drug overdose deaths, right, than we've ever had before. Maybe in 2021 or 2020, it was the most ever. I think around 40 or 45 or something, right? Yeah, our, yes, that's that's true. It's uh, I, I believe now it's higher than 45. But our um, when the governor came to La Crosse in 2018, 2019, and signed some other legislation. Um, that I had, I had helped with to address the opioid crisis, we were at a point where actually um, overdoses were going down. We had kind of hit a kind of a curve where where we had done with the help of a lot of local folks, um, we had done activities and taken actions that really it was helping, especially Narcan. You know, the, our, the way that we deliver Narcan and have more Narcan in our communities available for people. That's helped with um, overdoses. So we were rounding the corner in 2018. It felt like we were, those numbers were dropping. But in 2019, I think because of isolation due to COVID and because there was more fentanyl on the streets, that number has been going up. So um, we were at Opioid Awareness Day at um, at Cooley Council on Recovery, and two moms were talking about their their adult children and overdosing, and you know, seeing those drug dealers back out on the streets, and their frustration with that. Yeah, I was there. So I think this <laughs> helps with that a little bit. Um, all right, so fentanyl, yeah, it just it seems like probably like fentanyl got into the area and got into the drugs, and people can't handle it. It makes it a little cheaper because. Whoever's, whoever's making or selling the drugs, hey, I'll put a little fentanyl in here and it'll give you a better high and it'll save me money because I don't have to give you as much, what, morphine? I'm not a drug aficionado, so I couldn't tell you. But um, this is the thing that killed Prince, right? It's, it's, the, uh, it's the drug that killed Prince. It's clearly killing a lot of people around here. So you, you've introduced and had signed. Governor Evers just has to sign uh, some of this legislation that will, will even out the penalty for someone that's dealing fentanyl uh, along with somebody that's, what, dealing heroin, right? Right. Okay. And and the thing, this is the other thing about overdoses and fentanyl is that a lot of time people who are who are ingesting fentanyl don't even know that that's what they're ingesting. It, like I said, it's laced in drugs, so people are are taking it and not knowing that that's what they're getting. There were a couple of there was an unfortunate situation where where two students died from drug overdose in Milwaukee, and. So another initiative that was passed this past week that I think will help with this situation is legalization of fentanyl testing strips. So that's a that's a, a testing just as it's described a t- testing strip that you can use to um, make sure that what you're using is what you think you're using and doesn't have fentanyl um, included or laced in in what you're ingesting. Um, that was that was considered drug paraphernalia previously, so it was illegal. Um, but really, that could be a great tool to help decrease overdoses, um, just so people know what they're ingesting. Yeah, definitely. And that was that legislation was passed on the same day. So I think those two bills together are 
you know, another way that we can um, help with this issue. There was a, the previous week, we also passed some legislation that the Department of Health Services had asked for that uh, would do things like uh, create um, a mobile medically assisted treatment, um, uh, uh, medically assisted treatment um, delivery up in the northern areas of Wisconsin, rural areas where you may have to drive two and a half hours to get treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just we're, we're still working at combating against, um, you know, this opioid crisis in our state. I think with some of the um, settlement money that will be coming in and some of the federal money that will be coming into our state, I think we'll even be able to do more. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic on this fight against the opioid crisis. Um, but it's been a for me, it's been a 10-year battle. Are we putting any of those people in jail for uh you know, manufacturers of opioids? You talk about settlement money, but we didn't put anyone in jail from that, I don't think. Oh, for like from Purdue Pharmaceuticals? Right. Yeah, that's they... always that's always interesting is like you've increased uh-huh. the penalties for people that are dealing it. Well, those guys are kind of dealing it, but they're not going to jail. They're just paying billions in settlement money. Yeah, I, I got to say that's, unfortunately, that's outside of my pay rate <laughs> right. range. I was um, telling a friend yesterday, I don't have a magical legislative pen that can take care of everything I'd like to do, but <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that. I think that might be ongoing. I'm um, not sure. I talked to Steve Doyle yesterday about this bill that will allow dogs to go into stores like that don't have, not grocery stores, but just like Menards, stores like that. And uh, it went through the Senate. They got to the Assembly, and somebody added cats to the legislation. Rumor is you added cats to this legislation so we could bring... <laughs> No, uh, that wasn't you. No, I did not. No, okay. Um, no, I, I did not. It was, it was, um, it, yes, this, but uh, but that bill does have some controversy. I'll say even among the group of legislators I was sitting with, the person next to me, he held up a picture on his cell phone of his dog, and he was like, yes. And then uh, the other person on the other side was like, no, I don't think dogs belong in stores like that. Uh. So it was it was an, it was an interesting um, sort of debate, and it didn't follow along political lines. And it was an issue of, you know, some people, there, it, it, there, are, there, are, there are views on both sides of that, but it did pass. It did pass. So now, yeah. um, once the governor signs, I'm not sure if there's a, a wait time after the governor signs it, but uh, then, places like uh, Fleet Farm will be able to, you'll be able to bring your animals in. And, yeah, so. as, long as, as long as Fleet Farm is cool with it. All right, I want to get the, 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 your take on what the governor did yesterday real quick. Uh, the headline is that the governor is going to distribute $150 checks to residents, but it's so much more than that with this budget surplus, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is uh, a portion, one point, I, think, I believe it's $1.7 billion of the $3.8 billion that we have in surplus. And that doesn't even include our rainy day funds, which are full. Um, I mean, we have. I, I think that we've done a good job over the last several years of, you know, um, making sure that we are ready for a rainy day. Now, this is a rainy day. You know, people are still suffering from some of the effects of COVID, and that includes things like inflation. I've been hearing from folks in my district lately about rising heating bills. Um, there are um, a lot of people are still, there are some people who are struggling with those effects of COVID. So the governor felt like um, this would be an appropriate use of the money. 
Um, and we've seen this in the past. I mean, I remember decades ago getting our Tommy checks when Tommy Thompson wrote checks and sent them back to everybody. He was a very skilled political leader. He wanted to have his name on the check so that everybody would see this money came from Tommy Thompson. Yeah. Uh, the governor is more practical. He's just, he's just including these as a, a tax rebate. So people actually don't have to do anything to get this uh, rebate. It will be included. Um, if it passes, it would be included in any for anyone who files a 2021 tax return. You don't have to do anything to receive it. And um, it's a it's flat across the board, so it, it doesn't depend on your uh, salary or what you're paying in for taxes. Everybody would get $150. Yeah, I think when I'm looking at some of the other stuff on here, the most important part of this might be, you know, okay, everyone's going to get a $150 check, but also there's $102.6 million in here for a caregiver tax credit that's probably just supplementing some of the other tax credits. Um, and then there's, you know, child and independent care credit. There's some other things on here. You know, child care, a lot of people have kids, and a lot of people, this is a lot of a, a big worry, I think, for a lot of people's, uh, I got to work, but I also got to afford child care, and, and they, they often don't go hand in hand. Yes, and, and I believe that the, I know there was a federal um, tax credit that I, I was um, talking about this in, at Sprout Daycare with Congressman Kind last summer, and but that I think that has expired now. I believe that that's expired. So um, it's important for those families to have relief. You know, some people look at at this as a sort of a public good issue. I look this at this as public infrastructure. You know, we need a quality, affordable childcare so that people have a safe, nurturing place to leave their children when they go to work. And unfortunately, as during COVID as it's been more difficult and pre-COVID as people were struggling to find childcare, some people just threw up their hands and said, you know, we'll tighten their belts. We'll do with less. And we're going to have mom or dad stay home with the kids. Sometimes they could find a grandparent that retired early and would stay home for the kid with the kids. Now our unemployment rate is the lowest it's been in 40 years in Wisconsin right now. So um, we're really at a point where we need to, to bring more people into the workplace, and uh, I think this would be a, a way to uh, help bring people who, who might want to work but feel like it's too difficult to find childcare to help bring them into the workforce. Plus, we know that early brain development is so important with kids. They're not just lumps of clay. You know, those brains are just growing and growing. Um, so we need quality daycare for our our kids, the, actually the U.S. Chamber of Commerce had said this is a, investing in child care is a um, two-generational win um, for employers and for our workforce because you're enabling that first generation to go to work and have a safe place to put their kids, and you're also having a good start, giving a good start to that second generation of people that work and keep our economy going. Yeah. Uh, we're speaking with State Rep. Jill Billings, 95th Assembly District. Um, last thing, I just—I only have a minute here. I just want to get your take. Your safe harbor bill didn't get through any committees. They didn't do anything the last two weeks here or what? Well, it um, got a hearing in the Senate previously, and we're working on getting it through the um, – getting a hearing in the Assembly. Um, no, nope, nothing yet. I'll tell you, there's a lot of weird kind of strange bills going through, but unfortunately – that one hasn't gotten a hearing. Um, 
but we did uh, designate January national. We wrote a resolution to designate January as national um, or as human trafficking month in Wisconsin. And we've been able to do a lot of education. People like folks like you that are asking the question about what is human trafficking, what does Safe Harbor do? So thank you for, thank you for still highlighting that issue, that important issue of keeping kids uh, safe and not charging them with crimes when they're, when they're uh, trafficked. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just put my lackey on it, and she bugged you about it. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she um, was, you know, I, I have to say, I'll say this on the air. Sam was great. She she had done good research. She had really good questions, and I've been interviewed by several professionals. You know, people who've been in the field on this issue, and she did a really good job. Yeah, I uh, I read the story, and I was like, Sam, I don't have to edit this. This is good. <laughs> so I was happy <laughs> yeah. with it. All right, Jill, I thank you so much for spending a couple minutes here with us this morning. Thanks. All right, bye bye. Bye.